What? Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? Will you stop eating? We also try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Foodies Watching Movies, Season 2, Episode 19. I am your co-host, Andrew Poor, and joining me for the second time on the show is my fiance Liz Sturba. How are you doing today? Hello. You definitely do not sound like that in real life, so, I, yeah. I, Just I, to let you know. I just put a different inflection on my voice. Usually during the intro, my voice changes as I actually continue talking. Yes, you do. But my intro is always like pre It's like a... Radio voice? I don't know. Yes. That's kind of like you're happened. starting an NPR station. This is thoughts for your thoughts. For your thoughts. For your thoughts. I'm pert happily. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, as you know, the other two hosts of the show, or other three hosts actually, Nate, Veronica, and Lauren, aren't going to be on this episode. It's kind of a Separate show in the Foodies Watching Movies world, just doing it not in Indiana for once, which is a little different. And you guys haven't heard my voice in a while because I haven't really been on since we did the Oscar show. So that's been exciting. But what we're here to talk about today is some stuff that we tried, and that actually involved two different kinds of candy. Yes. And let's talk about the one you had first, because I think you really enjoyed that one. Yeah, so we bought... The one of the new M and M's flavors, the raspberry coated ones, and let me tell you, those were delicious. I'm obsessed. I say a plus. Good job, M and M's. Um, I could probably, I probably am gonna eat the whole bag at least, probably by the end of the week because they were so good. They were really good, and I got to actually try some candy that I've been seeing for a while, and I'm always like, that just looks weird, and I was excited like today for the show. I'm just gonna get it. Worse and worse, I hate it, and I just don't eat it again. And I got the Skittles Sweet Heat. So it's these fruit-flavored Skittles with a little bit of heat at the end, a little bit of spice to them. And I'm sure that's something that Nate's going to have to try, because he definitely loves his spices. But I actually, I tried them. They weren't bad. It's weird. Like, it just tastes like a normal Skittle, and then there's that little bit of heat right at the end in that aftertaste. Yeah. It, I don't know. I guess I'm not much of a heat person, so it was a little weird for me, but... It- I don't know. If you like the sweet and the spicy together, I guess yeah. you'd like it. It's 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 not bad at all one at a time, but if you do if you're the kind of person who takes like a handful of Skittles and throw them out, you'll definitely feel that heat. 
So I'm definitely curious to see what Nate thinks of it when he checks them out. Probably on the next one we're all together, I'll definitely make sure to bring the bag or mm-hmm. get a new bag. So that'll that'll be good. And we also found something while we we're looking for the candy that we've been waiting for since last summer. And Liz's favorite soft drink, I think. Yes, definitely. So I guess backstory on this amazing soft drink, soda, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we went to North Carolina to visit one of Andrew's best friends about around a year ago, yeah? Yeah, it's Memorial Day around weekend. Memorial Day weekend last year. And we went around to a bunch of different um, fast food restaurants, and I kept seeing this thing called Cheerwine. And I was like, okay, what the heck, I'm going to try it one of these times. And honestly, amazing. I could not talk highly enough for it. It's like a, it's a cola, but it's like a cherry cola tasting drink and it's just I'm obsessed and I was really upset because I found out you can't get it at least at first you couldn't get it in the stores in Illinois and then all of a sudden one day in I don't know over the summer last year they had it and I was obsessed and I had a lot of it and then all of a sudden it stopped again but then we went to the grocery store today and it's back I know so excited it's just delicious and it's probably your local grocery store. They have it. They sell them in four packs. I know we were so obsessed when it came out that we were looking how much it cost to actually ship it from wherever they make it to us, and it's it was almost worth it to pay the ridiculous shipping charge for like a twelve pack of soda. Mm-hmm. But it's good, and it comes in the glass bottle. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a, try it. Yes, definitely. It's a nice throwback feel, and it's it's not often you actually have a soda in a glass bottle. So when you do, it's kind of it takes you back, and it kind of it just it's a nice feeling. Yeah. And I mean, it really, it's not that bad of a price for the four packs, so, I mean, it's worth it. It's about, like, a buck a bottle, essentially. Something like that. A little less, maybe. So, but more than worth it. More than worth it. I Definitely. agree. And that kind of brings us to our next thing, which couldn't be uh, foodies watching movies if we didn't talk about food. So, we went to a restaurant that, I don't think anyone else, it hasn't been talked about in the show before, and that is a restaurant called Sushi Kushi San 3, which is a restaurant in the Chicago suburbs that Liz and I have been to a couple times, and it's always pretty dependable. I don't know, what are your thoughts on the restaurant? It's good. It was definitely crowded, for sure, um, since it was Saturday night, and it's kind of a popular place because it's right by the movie theater, and so people will go for sushi before movies. Not exactly something that I would do. But it's common around here. Yeah, we had a couple interesting dishes. I know we had uh, unagi, I think was the first thing we had. Yeah, the una- il unagi, believe it or not. It actually wasn't bad. And then we, uh, this place, this restaurant is actually pretty unique because it's a normal sushi restaurant, but they have this weird pop culture vibe going. Like there's a an old like samurai suit and then there's a stormtrooper helmet next to it. And they have a bunch of like, Funko Pops on some shelves next to, like, ornate Chinese or Japanese artwork. It's just a... And they also have a small TV by where they have, like, the sushi bar, and it plays anime, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. I just turned over, and it was, like, Dragon Ball Z was on, and you're like, what in the world is this place? And mm-hmm. it's, it's a neat little place, and we had a... We were there with one of our really good friends who also enjoys sushi, and he was the one who invited us out, so... It made for a fun night. We had to try a couple different things we haven't had before, including a, uh, well, after we had to do the really long wait, they brought out the, uh, we got the Star Wars sushi, really vying into their whole pop culture vibe, and it 
came out and the sushi was laid out to look like a lightsaber. Unfortunately, we didn't get a picture. By the time it came, we were so hungry, we just dove right into it. And it also had a little uh, tiki hut of Darth Vader full of sweet potato fries. Would- yeah, that was kind of an odd piece to it, but it actually was, they were actually probably one of the better uh, sweet potato fries I've had in kind of ironic because it's at a sushi place and right. not where you would expect it to be. And I don't think they had like a fry or anything, so I don't know what how they were doing. Well, maybe for the tempura. Yeah, they probably had a separate fryer, and that's probably what took it a little longer than anything else. Yeah, and the, the lightsaber sauce was real, had some spice to it, so it made really good. And actually, it was pretty good for dipping the, the sweet potato fries into. Yeah, definitely. But And I'm still just the worst person at trying to use chopsticks. It's just... I'll pick it up, and sometimes I'll be lucky, and then sometimes I'll just I'll just squeeze the whole inside out of a roll, and it'll just fall onto my plate, and you're like, oh, man. Yep, that happened quite a couple times, so I had to pick up his pieces and give it to him because it was a little hard for him to keep certain rolls together. I needed to bring my, my chopstick buddy, which is that little thing that holds the two chopsticks together, so you just have to squeeze, and everything stays. You just need to have that on a keychain and just be like, sushi time, let's go. Oh, gosh. But it was, it's a really, it was a nice little restaurant and definitely always a good place to go back. And some, and sushi's not one of those restaurants you can go to once a week or something. It's one of those that you go to very occasionally, like every few months at most. Because yeah. it's, it's filling, but it's not super substantial. As soon as you go get sushi and then you're, an hour later you're like, I'm kind of hungry again. Let's, let's go get something else. Yeah, I mean, and... I don't know. We had a lot of different roles, and so, like, now everything mulling over in my stomach, I'm just like, man, I had, like, I don't know, at least five or six different types of seafood, and now it's kind of like, like, ugh. It's got some caviar in there. Caviar, octopus. You did. We, yeah. Very, I, have, I haven't had octopus raw, or not raw, but, like. Sushi. Un, unbreaded, not calamari, I guess. Or, right. Any form like that. And seeing like a suction cup, I was like, ah, that's that's okay. Yeah, and it got stuck in my teeth. It was real awkward, but (laughs) still good. Yes, definitely. And we also had some sake with it. Had the I never had sake before we had it today, so it was really good. I don't know what kind it was, but it was like a milky one. I guess is what Sam was saying. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It had a very creamy look to it, and it was cold sake, which I know is different kinds. You get it hot, and get the warm one, you get the cold one, and it was in this little. The, the little carafe that it was in had a uh, an ice hole in the side of it so it could keep the drink cold without watering down the sake, which is definitely what all mixed drink containers should have. So yeah, you, I think it would be good for like a white wine too. I don't know, because I know white wine, you usually have to chill it and no, that would be something good. The only thing is if you're pouring it, it can be kind of difficult because if you pour it a certain way, it will right. the water that tends to happen when ice melts. Yeah. It because can it, get all over the place. Right, because so, it, was, it was filled with ice, but it wasn't a problem until it really started melting, and then it, it was just water all over the table by the time we were done. But it wasn't a big deal. You wiped up the napkin, you're good to go. Yeah. I think the only thing that would make it better is if it were, if they put the ice, like, I don't know, if they had some sort of film on top of it that you could put over it. But it still looked cool. Yeah, definitely. It, it was definitely a good... Nice, by the time we're recording, it's a good Saturday night meal, and yeah, definitely some place that it's always fun to go back to. Yeah. And then we kind of, and we did what it seems like we always do on a Saturday night, is we went back, we po- we rented a movie, 
and watched it, and that movie today was Kidnap starring Halle Berry. Yeah. I don't know. I saw, I guess, well, before we watched it, I saw that on Rotten Tomatoes, it didn't. It got like a 37%, which... It's kind of surprising me. I It drew me in right away. I mean, there's some stuff that's like, okay, but... There was a lot. I feel like the reason why it was kind of rated so low, and I can see it, is just that, I mean... What was I going to say? I think it's because there's a lot of... I mean, they do cover a lot of those, like, things in a thriller that may be overlooked. Like, oh, is she going to run out of gas in her car after chasing someone? Or, like, there were a lot of those loopholes that were... That some movies may miss that were seen. But then I guess, in another way, it just... There was a lot of... Right. In the car stuff, and that can get a little bit dry after a while. Right, it's definitely it draws your attention. It's definitely one of those ones you're gonna sit on the edge of your seat watching this movie. But after a while, you're like, how much can this Dodge van withstand without falling apart? Because it well, hit a and then bunch she of... was, and then she was up against this 1980 must like, I don't know, uh, it was like... a yeah, it was a Mustang GT that. And yeah. I thought for sure that little car doesn't have that big of a gas tank, so I'm sure that. Like, how good of gas mileage could that car Right, really and it's not get? like they're going average. They're, they were going high, like, 60, 70 miles an hour. Right. it showed the speedometer every so often. Yeah, so dude, you know that they were... It should have been burning through, because they went for hours. It, it was, like, from, like, an afternoon to evening, evening. And they were just driving the, pretty much the whole time. So, it it was definitely an enjoyable movie, but it... Yeah, there's some stuff that you have to... There's suspension of disbelief that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, like... I don't know. I I would probably rate it higher than that 37%. I'd probably give it... Yeah, it was... It definitely kept your attention. It wasn't like you were sitting there and you were just, like... Because certain thrillers, I think, for me, it's, like... It just takes too long. I'm like, okay, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And then it's just, like... You just kind of lose interest after a while. But I think... They did do a pretty good job of keeping your attention the whole time through, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know how... Because the last movie we saw together was The Commuter, the Liam Neeson movie. And I don't know how you would compare it to that. Because they were both pretty high-action, little thrillery. You kind of know what was going to happen. The the thing about The Commuter, though, it was just so weird. Like, the premise and everything for The Commuter was just so weird that, like... It was hard to me to really believe, like, this is something that can happen. But the kidnap, I mean, this is something, I mean, granted, I mean, mothers going after their kids, of course they would. But it's, like, more believable thing. Like, a kid can really get kidnapped in the middle of a park in broad daylight. Like, that's something that can actually happen. And, I mean, a mother is going to react the way they are. Right. And, like, she... Yeah, if... Like, if I was going to get kidnapped, I'd want Halle Berry to be my mom, because she didn't stop. She, mm. like, when her car broke down, she was running. She jumped out of the car and was just chasing, and she was doing everything she saw possible to get to her kid. Ended up saving a couple other kids along the way, spoiler alert. But, yeah, it's it was one of those movies that I probably, I've walked past that movie countless times since it's been out, because it's been out for a bit. But, yeah, Liz just suggested when we were strolling the aisles at Family Video... And, yeah, I was like, sure, why not? I have a rent one, get one. Let's check this out. We still haven't seen Downsizing for the second time we've tried to rent and watch it. 
Yeah, well, because last time we rented movies, it was just by the time we actually got to watching the movie, it was pretty late, so we're kind of old people when it comes to that. I mean, right. I can't, I couldn't start a movie at, at like 10 o'clock at night. Not anymore. Yeah, we're, that two movies a night is starting to get a little hard. Unless we start them super, like if we get home right at 4 o'clock and do a movie and then do another right. movie at like 6, I mean, we've that'd done probably the, be it. Like we've done that showcase and we've sat through a day of movies, like 12 hours of movies, but the two movies, like... But we start early in the morning. We start at 10 o'clock and the, the last movie ends at, or the last movie starts at 6. But if, like that, the one last, was it last year? Where there was one that was like at 8 o'clock, that one was rough. Right, like, and like we had, there was someone we talked to who was like, going to go see another movie after that. I'm like, I don't know how you can see, sit through the same theater for a full day and then be like, let's go see another one. I'm like, no. And you get so sick of those cons. The concessions by that yeah, point, you're like, I can't the, have more popcorn right yeah. now. Luckily, I don't know what we would have done if, when we went to that showcase, if it were in a standalone theater, because I don't know if I could have that, like, movie theater hot dog or chicken tenders, like, that wouldn't work Nachos, for me. At no. least where we go, it's in a mall, so we can go out to the food court and get something, because I don't think I can right. have movie theater food all day long. That would just... Right. Kill me. I mean, it was nice to get go out, have a Subway sandwich, get some lettuce and some vegetables, and be like, all right, this is kind of okay. Or at least be able to walk around like and change your surroundings. Because for me, if I'm in the same theater all day long, like if it were in like a standalone theater, I'd probably be walking around outside. Like I'd be doing laps outside of the theater just because I need to change the scenery and move my legs a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of time to sit in one seat. I don't care how comfortable the seats are. and They give you those reclining seats, so like you can be tempted to fall asleep if it's a slow movie, but yeah, it if it draws you in, you, they have you hooked. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't it's think... It's definitely something you have to mentally prepare for ahead of time. Like, I know in my mind when, like, at least the weekend before it started, I was like, okay, I gotta, like... Make sure I have certain things done so that I can just sit through these movies and, you know, because if you have stuff weighing on your mind, like, in terms of, like, work things and, like, chores and stuff like that, like, it can really kind of put a damper on things. But if you have nothing, it's easier just to go sit through movies and uh, just enjoy yourself. Right. So I know because the, it's a long time. Definitely. And I know the showcase, even the one we did through the AMC, also does a 24-hour one where you just... You watch all the movies straight through from, like, Saturday morning to Sunday afternoon or something like that. Or just does the full... I'm, I don't think I could do that. There's No, that's a lot of commitment. I would lose a whole movie to sleep, I'm sure. I'd just be d missing 30-minute chunks of movies as I doze off. There's just... I'm definitely past that point where I can do a full marathon. Like, we did a... We watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy on New Year's Eve. Eve, Eve di during the day. And, yeah, that's... That's about the extent of something I could sit and do is what kind of marathon. And I know people did, like, a marathon leading into the Infinity War, and we're sitting there watching 30 hours of movies. I'm like, there's no way. I would lose my mind. I love those movies, but, yeah, I would be in gone insane and probably passed out by that point. Yeah. But it. But getting back, so, yeah, Kidnap was a great movie. We had a fun little date night, and we got to hang out with one of our friends, so it definitely made for a good way to celebrate kind of a, just a chill weekend, and definitely looking forward to doing something like that soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be getting pretty busy, so hopefully 
Yeah. Gotta get in some good movie watching every once in a while. Right, it's kind of sad right now. My my extensive movie collection is currently in boxes because getting ready to move all that stuff out of here. So, yeah, it's... Hooray! <laughs> so, there'll be some, uh, probably some hiccups from us this summer about getting some content out, but Nate, Veronica, and Lauren will definitely have us covered while we're away bringing you foodies. Have you covered. Have me covered, sorry. Liz isn't, uh... Liz isn't a part of the the food. She's a nice occasional guest, but I don't think she could have the the commitment to do an every other week show and getting us out to Indiana and stuff. Because we actually were out in Indiana just the other night for uh, Sarah's uh, birthday, so that was kind of fun. And Sarah, as you know, has been on uh, has been the background of a lot of Foodies episodes and has been on from time to time as well. So it was really nice to get over there and actually not have to worry about podcasting because. You know, sometimes when you're there for a purpose, it feels very business, but sometimes at night you can just kick back, relax, enjoy some good food and good friends, and just have a nice chill night is always what's needed. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice to see, because I've only met um, Veronica and Nate one time, but I hear about them a lot, so it's nice to see them in a social setting rather than a business podcast setting, which is good. So the last time you met them, we were... Trying to get everyone together to watch Get Out and then record a podcast and we still had to get back from Indiana. So it was just a very stressful day, but just be able to hang out and play some Cards Against Humanity and have some drinks and just just hang out and relax. And it's definitely something to recharge your batteries after like a long work week, which we need from time to time because it's so easy to get burnt out with the stresses of life that, you know, just relax with your friends, watch a movie, have some food. It's just a great way to do it. Yep. And I think that's a good way to end this show. We've done a lot of stuff this weekend and i know there's definitely a lot more movie news coming out and talked about that on jic which you heard just a couple days ago so i think it's a good way to wrap it up you can follow us on all the social media at foodies watching movies uh you can find us on journeyintocomics.com you can follow us on patreon so you can pay a dollar for early access or three dollars for the bonus content we got a lot of new podcasts coming out in the not too distant future and it's just a good time, and I'm sorry there's a cat who's just wanting attention right this moment, so I'm kind of interrupting the plugs. But that's it for Foodies for this week. I'm Andrew Poor. Hello, I am Liz. I don't know why I said hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> oh, Liz. Gosh. That's Liz for you. And that's, uh, that's Foodies for this week. And have a great week. Thanks, guys.